Going to London today. Uh, I think I have some time. Yeah, I think I have some time. Okay. <laughs> We're gonna look at Acts, the very last chapter. Uh, I've done the first 27 chapters. I left one that I didn't do and uh, I thought I'd just finish it because even though I did the overview yesterday at the Philip Project, that went well and that was great. Uh, so encouraging and thanks so much class for listening. Um, sorry again that it was so last minute. Uh, but I thought, you know, just to finish things off, I just look at Acts chapter 28, just to finish the last chapter. It's so awkward <laughs> doing this in the train station uh, on the way to London to visit a church with some Malaysian friends uh, this morning. Uh, yeah, okay, all right, so this is Acts chapter 28, and I think uh, Paul uh, finally arrives at his destination. This is him arriving in Rome after being shipwrecked. Yep, so this is Acts 28. Once safely on shore, we found out that the island was called Malta. The islanders showed us unusual kindness. They built a fire and welcomed us all because it was raining and cold. Kind, kind of like what it's like today. It's raining. Uh, not too cold, but still not, not great weather. Uh, but the island that he arrived on was called Malta. And arrived is a very soft term. He, ship, he was shipwrecked there. So this is where he stranded. But they showed him kindness. They welcomed him. They built a fire. And verse 3, Paul gathered a pile of brushwood. And as he put it on the fire, a viper driven out by the by the heat, uh, fastened itself on his hand. When the islanders saw the snake hanging from his hand, they said to each other, this man must be a murderer. For though he escaped from the sea, justice has not allowed him to live. But Paul shook, shook the snake out into the fire and suffered no ill effects. The people expected him to swell up or <laughs> suddenly fall dead. But after waiting a long time and seeing nothing unusual happen to him, they changed their minds and said that he was a god. So um, very extreme beliefs. By the way, this is so different. Balancing bag of my arms, holding my phone as well. So it's really tiring. But um, they either thought that he was going to die and therefore he deserved it and justice killed him or that if he didn't die, um, he was a god. So very superstitious, very extreme beliefs uh, that um, you have, I guess, if you don't believe in a God, you know, who is merciful, who is in control, and who can even forgive sin. Yeah, but yeah, that's just the climate of um, the belief system of the people that he was hanging out with in Malta. Verse 7, there was an estate nearby that belonged to Publius, Publius, the chief official of the island, he welcomed us to his home. You, you hear that, that phrase a lot, welcomed us, welcomed us. Uh, and for three days he entertained us hospitably. His father was sick and bled, suffering from fever and dysentery. Paul went in to see him and after prayer, placed his hands on him and healed him. When this had happened, the rest of the sick on the island came and were cured. They honored us in many ways. And when we were ready to sail, they furnished us with the supplies we needed. So um, it sounds like Paul was very busy. You know, he healed one guy and then everyone hears about it and they bring their sick people to him and he heals them as well. And as a result, they honor them. You know, they were so thankful. They were so appreciative of Paul's help. 
that they helped them uh, on their way. They gave them stuff, supplies on their trip. Um, and this, yeah, I guess that's just a summary of his, his stay in Malta. Uh, um, I find it really interesting that all he does is heal. He does all these miracles. He doesn't ever proclaim the message of the gospel. At least it doesn't say so here. Um, I'll have to think about that for a moment. Uh, but at the very least, the big change is this welcome. Welcome compared to uh, how Paul has been dismissed and maybe even hated and unwelcome in most of the places he went to. Here he is making his way to his final destination and you start to see things change. You start to see people being warm and welcoming towards him. And I think this might be God's doing to kind of encourage him all the way to the end. Maybe, maybe. Verse 11. Sorry. Yeah, just waiting for the train to go by. Yep, it's gone. Okay, all right. Uh, verse 11. After three months, he put out to sea in a ship that it wintered in the island. It was an Alexandrian ship with a figurehead of the twin gods, Castor and Pollux. We put in at Syracuse and stayed there three days. From there, we set sail and arrived at Regium. The next day, the south wind came up and on the following day, we reached Petioli. So, bang, 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 bang. So, it seems that compared to the first part of the trip, where you got shipwrecked or they faced the wind and the storm, here they just smooth sailing. Every stop was just green lights all the way. They, they, they reached their destination so easily. Uh, verse 14, there we found some brothers who invited us to spend a week with them. And so we came to Rome. So easy. They just got to Rome. And even before that, there were people who welcomed them, got them to stay with them for a week. And so really a change in the climate of the people who were welcoming them. So uh, very, very encouraging. Verse 15, the brothers there had heard that we were coming and uh, they traveled as far as the forum of Appius and the three taverns to meet us. So I guess this is, well, verse 15, they arrived in Rome, but people heard that they're arriving in Rome and they went to Rome to welcome them. So again, just this change in people's mindset that actually Paul was someone they wanted to see. They went all the way. Like, kind of like we were going to London today. We're going to meet some people. And, you know, you go there because there are people who in your mind you actually want to welcome. I mean, I have friends who just arrived in from Singapore. And, you know, you haven't seen them for a long time or maybe even meeting them for the first time. And you want them to feel as if this is a place that um, has friends. I guess that's what you're doing. Uh, at the sight of these men, Paul thanked God and was encouraged. When we got to Rome, uh, Paul was... Sorry, over the page. When he got to Rome, Paul was, what happened to Paul? Uh, allowed to live by himself with a soldier to guard him. So remembering that he is still uh, under sentence, uh, this was a lot of flexibility. I think that's our train. Yeah. Verse 17, three days later, he called together, I'm just checking the time, he called together uh, the leaders of the Jews. When they assembled, Paul said to him, my brothers, although I've done nothing against our people, or against the customs of our ancestors. I was arrested in Jerusalem and handed over to the Romans. They examined me and wanted to release me because I was not guilty of any crime deserving death. But when the Jews objected, I was compelled to appeal to Caesar, not that I had any charge to bring against my own people. For this reason, I've asked to see you and talk with you. It is because of the hope of Israel that I'm bound with this chain. So he's giving an explanation why he is there as a prisoner and he's actually asked, you know, he's asked the local Jewish leaders, I think, yeah, the leaders of the Jews, verse 17, you know, I, I want to talk to you guys. I want to tell you why I'm here. I want, 
Okay, there's a guard outside my house. So he, want, he, he wants to make friends before he makes enemies because almost everywhere else he goes, he's been received as an enemy with suspicion, but he wants to clear the air before there's any possibility of misunderstanding. Verse 21, they replied, we have not received any letters from Judea concerning you and none of the brothers who come from there is reported or said anything bad about you. Verse 22, but we want to hear, we want to hear what your views are. They're actually curious as to what it is that Paul has been eager to tell them, you know, his views, especially about God. He says, verse 22, for we know that people everywhere are talking about this set. So here's finding someone coming all the way here to explain to us what it is, this business about Jesus and about the resurrection and all the way uh, in Rome. And this is somewhere really far away from Jerusalem. That they've heard about it. They've heard about the commotion happening all around the world. But they themselves haven't really heard it uh, from someone who has come from the center of this controversy. And so they're actually welcoming. They're actually eager to hear from Paul. Not sure. I'm going to put my bag down. It's really heavy. Okay, all right. Uh, verse 21. Uh, they arranged to meet Paul on a certain day. They came in even larger numbers to the place where he was staying. From morning uh, till evening, he explained and declared to them the kingdom of Paul. Wow, whole day. From morning till evening. They arranged the day. They had an appointment. He spent the whole day explaining it to them. And he tried to convince them about Jesus from the law of Moses and from the prophets. Verse 24. Some were convinced by what he said, but others would not believe. So, a mix, a mix. Verse 25, they disagreed among themselves and began to leave after Paul had made this final statement. The Holy Spirit spoke the truth to your forefathers when he said to Isaiah the prophet. Oh, this is what caused them to leave. They disagreed and then they heard Paul talk about the Holy Spirit. And this is the quote, verse 26. Go to this people and say, you'll be ever hearing, but never understanding you'll be ever seeing but never perceiving for this people's heart they become callous they hardly hear with their eyes they close their eyes otherwise they might see with their eyes hear with their ears understand with their hearts and turn and I would heal them so it's quoting Isaiah 6 I think about the reception that Isaiah would have being sent by God speaking God's word but actually people don't want to hear you know they hear but they don't hear they see but they don't see and that's because God has closed their eyes and their ears and it explains why Paul's reception is sometimes not positive. Well, most of the time it isn't positive. You know, this is something something that God has done to um, close one person's heart to open another people's reception, the Gentiles. Yeah. Sorry, that's kind of gross. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. Verse 28, final two verses. Um, Therefore, I want you to know that God's salvation has been sent to the Gentiles and they will listen. They will listen. You will listen. They will listen. And this is Paul's final word to them. Verse 30, for two whole years, Paul stayed there in his own rented home, welcomed all who came to see him boldly and without hindrance. He preached the kingdom of God and taught about the King, the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, and that's the end. Last word. You know, last word in Acts is he reaches his destination. And it was, it's kind of like the same old, same old. Paul just keeps on preaching the gospel. Two years, he just stays in his home. The word welcome again, you know, I think that's the key word that's running through this last chapter. Is that welcome and welcome and welcome. Almost as if God is welcoming Paul to his destination, to the people of Malta, to his friends who are there, to eager to see him. Even the people who would possibly be his enemies, they kind of welcomed him initially. And Paul himself welcomed others and helped them to come to see 
how Jesus is the Christ. And um, that's how the book of book Acts ends. Uh, I'm going to sign off now. This has been great. Thanks for watching. And this has been the last chapter of Acts. Chapter, the whole book of Acts is Acts chapter 28. Um, gonna catch my train. I'm not sure if that's my train, but I'm gonna try to catch my train. Uh, thanks for watching. This has been a daily Bible reading show. Take care and God bless. Bye.